Hi, it's Jasmine. You know, that girl who did you know what way before the internet ever existed. Join me and my special guest every week as we talk about anything and everything because nothing is too taboo. So punch your ticket and get on board the crazy train with me, Jasmine Saint Clair. All aboard! Welcome to a new episode of Crazy Train Podcast with moi, Jasmine Saint Clair. I hope that everyone's been enjoying the different types of guests I've been bringing on. So I decided to take it back to the 90s again this week with one of the uh, more requested performers. She's one of my favorite people. I don't know who is sassier than me ever. I don't know who was uh, more of a little, oh, I don't know, vicious sometimes. But anyway, she's another brunette bombshell from the 90s, and I know everyone loves her, and I definitely could never get enough of Jewel Denial. So I had to bring her on, and let's see what she's been up to. By the way, she's a beekeeper. I just had to like let that out now, and I've never met a beekeeper that looks like this. Anyway, here she is. Holy brightness! And I think Christmas came early, because one of my wishes was to reconnect with Jewel Denial, and here she is, brighter and more gorgeous than ever. How are you? I'm so good, and I was so excited to come on here today to be with you. We haven't talked in, like, forever until Twitter, or X, whatever the (laughs) fuck you want to call it, but (laughs) it's been, like, 25 years. It's been that long. Fucking crazy. Yeah. I was like, what is she up to? Because guys are asking about you. And I look you up. I'm like, oh, look at her. Wait, wait a second. Whoa, what are you doing? You're beekeeping now? That is the wildest thing. Because you're gorgeous. Aren't you afraid? Like, what precautions do you take? I just wear a jacket and gloves and a veil. That's it. We wear normal jeans and shoes. And yes, we get stung every day. But I like behind you because you've got like your little beehive pattern behind you you're like the queen bee back there thank you they're catacombs (laughs) they're dead bodies in here they're dead bodies of men who pissed me (laughs) off earl slate's body is in there he really died well good he did yeah he really did die no for reals i didn't do it i had nothing to do with it oh (laughs) i didn't know he died there's so many people that have died and i'm just like they're dead what the fuck i know herschel walker or not herschel walker that's a fucking player um savage i'm big time into football so herschel walker's still alive um herschel savage is not he just died which was crazy it's just like everybody's falling off what how did earl slate die other than you pretending to kill him well that's funny because that's a joke and it's not it's kind of a joke but then when i got called in to be questioned about it because i yeah oh, shit. <laughs> It was not bad. It was flat. Well, you know, he I didn't know this until he was waving like a handgun outside of my apartment one day. He was into drugs. Oh, he got oh. sober. He oh. got back into drugs again. And all I said is that when someone has his play, he was he had like a, a stand up paddleboard store in Malibu. And the day after he died, people were cleaning oh, out the place. So I called the police. I'm like, you guys might want to open this up as a murder investigation. Okay, sure. Well, how do you know? Oh, we were hanging out a couple days ago. That's, well, I got dragged into it by accident, but I was cleared of anything. He was hanging out with people, right. like sketchy ass, like total, like full on 
hippie ass libtards and like losers, right? That had nothing to gain but probably killing him and then taking everything out of his store. It was really sad, but then after I was cleared, like I, I speak to his mom. Yeah, no, he had a surfboard, like a paddleboard store. He still owed me money, by the way. Uh not enough to like want to kill him or anything like that, but just enough. You know what I mean? So I worked with him once. I did a DP. Ouch. Like my very first DP was with him. And uh Al or Peter North. Ouch, double out. Him and Peter North were... <laughs> him and Peter North were my first DP. My first anal was Al. <laughs> You know, yeah. that's funny because he was the first person, like Peter North was my first in a scene by accident. I thought it was going to be Randy Spears and Randy Spears was Peter North because they're nitwits that like mix up the names and the credits. What a right, right, shit right. show. Like, holy shit. <laughs> they don't call him the decorator for nothing, guys, just so you know. And that type of jizz load is seriously, how the fuck do you get to the load? I don't get it. <laughs> Yeah, we were together for three years. Wait, wait, and stop. It never, it never bothered me. And like the, I, my first scene that we did together, we, he asked me out. Al, Peter North, and we started dating. Yeah, we were together for three years. That's how I started my career. Was with was with him, and um, they warned me, and he just kept jizz, jizz, jizz. And I was like, all right, are you done? Is he done yet? I just sat there with a smile on my face. Are you done yet? No, just kept coming along. And then finally, I was like, all right, well, that was interesting. <laughs> okay, that's like very normal. Yeah. Yeah. That's not. <laughs> it was like splashing off my teeth, too. Like, I'm just smiling. It's like splashing off my teeth <laughs> I'm just like what the fuck is this and then he asked me out and then come to find out like he never asked anybody out in the industry I had no idea so then when we started dating everybody was like who's this chick that's fucking got Peter North's attention like what the fuck you know and then we broke up and then I started going out with Stefano Michael Stefano we were married but it only lasted a couple of years because it was just I think it was more of a marriage of, oh, we're both porn stars, so we should just be married because we understand each other. Yeah, it's kind of tough and dating never... someone, though, but then being married to them. It's like, yeah. how did that work out? Better yet, how did that end? That's the big question. <laughs> it just ended because it just got real toxic and is just, I was ready to retire and I was just like done. And we had an estate in Sicily and I was ready to go. And he wasn't because I had built his career up. Cause when he left extreme, he left the Luciano behind and became Michael Stefano. Well, I helped build that career up and did all this stuff. Well, he was riding high on that hog for a long time. And we built the business platinum X pictures and it just turned into be a big shit show and, you know, business and marriage and then having family brought into it. It just became, I was over it. I was done. And he was just raring to go still. And I was just like, well, I'm out. Peace. Here's divorce papers. We're done. So, I mean, it just kind of ended mutually. 
Yeah, he's still going, by the way. Yeah, his is like, I just do OnlyFans because I just fuck my husband now. Or I'm with myself and I can do it whenever I want. There's no like time scheduling and being on set all fucking day. And like, and they don't even do those kind of cool movies anymore anyway. So now it's just bullshit. Like all the stuff you see that they're doing in porn, I'm like, pfft fucking joke they have no clue like it's just there's no community there's no camaraderie like 25 years later you and i can still fucking talk and we know who we are and we're good 25 years from now all them girls that are coming in now they're not going to know a fucking single person in the in the business you know there's no stars anymore it's just flooded ass market dumb but it's good for me because I'll do good on OnlyFans because I still have a fan following and I didn't have to try. It was already built in. And you, of course, fucking queen of shock 90s porn. <laughs> yeah. That that never that never died. I mean, you'll always be like infamous with that. It's just the way way it is. And you still look fucking amazing. And you're doing all the wrestling stuff still. So how'd that come about? Oh my god. How'd you get back into that? Rob Black, our friend. Um, yeah. You know, it, yeah. it's weird because I didn't really end things properly with him. I just didn't show up to a gangbang one day because I didn't feel like it. And I was already wrestling. So I, didn't, You're like, yeah. I didn't show up. I just quit. I just left. This is after the Luciano incident, which people who listen to the show religiously know what happened to Stefano with his dick almost falling off in Brazil. Yeah. So he was actually married to my yes. friend, which I think is, I still can't get wrapped my, I couldn't wrap my head around that then. Um, I still can't, but charity work is charity work. Um, yeah. So Rob, <laughs> Rob was relaunching XPW exactly. and then I reached, we were just talking again. I was talking to Tom Byron, who's like editing all the videos for XPW. Okay. And then yeah. I had gotten into politics briefly. Um, all I did was I wrote, I had the slogan, make Santa Monica great again to, um, for my city council. And I didn't think anything was wrong with that. I'm like, I had three slogans, make Santa Monica great again, make Santa Monica safe again, make Santa Monica pure again. So then I don't think that really went over too well. So I'm going to run again though, I think. And my friend, he, if he runs, then I'm not going to run against him, but I still, I guess I was so busy with that, they're doing all these political podcasts and stuff and campaigning. Then all of a sudden, bam, Rob's in the mix. I'm like, oh, hey, how, what's going on? So he told me that, yeah, I, I just showed up to one show, one XPW show, then it's like over a year later, here I am and I've wrestled in Japan and Europe. Like, I'm gonna keep doing this. I have an OnlyFans page with like 12 subscribers, but I don't have anything on there. I put up old things because I just, I don't have time to like, I don't want to shoot. I don't have the patience. Like I'm amped up on everything. Yeah, it is. I can't. Exactly. You, you have the patience. Right. Uh, barely, but yeah, it, it does take patience, but I barely have patience. And then I will block somebody if they start annoying the fuck out of me. I'm just, you get to, you get to that age when you're just like, do I really need to put up with it? No, I don't. Fuck off. Fuck you. Block. Next. It's just like, I just don't care. Like, I don't care to be treated or I don't care to be, you know, someone asking me really dumb shit or just being disrespectful. It's like, I would try to defend myself 20 some years ago. Now I'm just like, eh, 
delete next. Like don't have the patience for stupidity. I just, I can, I've never been one for stupidity. I just can't handle it. And there's so much of it in our business. Very few of us actually became legit business people. Like I ran a multi-million dollar fucking company. Yeah, I lost it to dipshits, but I was so burnt out. I didn't give a fuck because it was like people in your pockets, the more money you had, the more, more problems you had, the more people, this, this, there's constantly, you're like, you have wolves at your ankles, just nipping at you constantly. And it's just get to the point where you're like, fuck this, just take it all, eat shit, I'm out. And that was the end of that. But, and then I disappeared, like I was gone just disappeared, fell off the face. There's no one knew what happened to me, where I went, what I did, nothing. I just, I tried to live a normal (laughs) life. And four divorces later, there was nothing normal about it. It was just, you know, I think a lot of men, they like the idea of being married or having a porn star. But then when they're really into it and they're really with you, then they can't handle it. You know, they're just like, they're intimidated or they start to be narcissistic or they start to tear you down and make, try to make you feel bad. And I was like, yeah, that's just not going to work for me. Um, here's your divorce papers. Goodbye, sweetheart. Like it's been fun, but no, but my husband now, thank God, he's the one who pushed the only fans. He was like, you're famous. People know who you are. You got to do this. So he's on the total opposite end of the spectrum. He's the one who was like, you need to redo this. Like you, you need to get back out there and, you know, give your fans what they want, what they want to see, you know, uh, and he encouraged it. And he's the only reason I ever came back or I would never be on X or OnlyFans or anything like that. Cause I just left all that behind. Cause I had such shitty men experiences, you know, men can fucking fuck shit up for you real quick. And try and tear me down all the time. It's like, that's not what I'm about. And I, they never could. They tried. I was always like, you can straight fuck off. I am, I know who I am. I'm too, I'm obviously out of your league if you're intimidated mm-hmm. by me. Because you shouldn't be intimidated by me if you're at the same level. You should be able to look me in the eye and be like, you're fucking amazing. Not, oh, you're just a dumb whore. Oh, like I haven't heard that 20 fucking times. Congratulations. Now go jerk off in the bathroom and leave me the fuck alone. So, cause that's the way it goes. You know, you just, you just get to the point like, Oh, so you're going to try to tear me down again. That's cute. Like, good luck with that. Bye bitch. Like, you, you don't have the balls to be with me. That's apparent. So either step up or step the fuck out and someone else will step up. That's why I've been married so many times. They kept stepping up, but I had to keep throwing them out. Like, later yeah so if you're looking for the safest and coolest way to bet online and the most variety of course of games and like almost anything you could bet on stop by betonline.ag because i guarantee you there is something for everyone you know how it goes but this is why they designed divorce yeah you know specifically for these instances of idiots but getting back to this thing with like the adult business now that's what you want to call it it's like everyone's doing it it, it is show. it really is and you're getting these girls on there and i've had some of them on the podcast way before and i noticed the downloads certainly did not mm-hmm. match up to like everyone else has been on it which is really interesting because they could have a million people what do you think it is besides the beauty 
and the star quality of the 90s, what do you think it is that they lack these days with these um, so-called, I'm not going to call it performers. What do they lack with these creators these days, content creators? They're not even content creators. They're just having sex in front of a camera. Okay, fair enough. I mean, you're just having sex in front of a camera. You're not special. Um, you're, there's nothing about you that's special. Your name isn't special. Your fucking whatever toy you decide to shove up your butt this day is not special. Like, nobody fucking cares. Like, it's been done over and over again. You know what made it special for us in our generation? is we had the glamour, we had the class, we have the etiquette, we could fucking complete a sentence. A lot of us were very smart business women that decided to do adult. And we did it with a purpose and we had a sense of community. We looked out for one of each, you know, if somebody fucking acted up in, in our era, in the business, they oh, were yeah. cut out. Their, their career was done. Like, sorry, ho, you're out. You done fucked up. And if you pissed off the wrong people, you were done. You were out. And, you know, if you showed up to set fucked up, you were out. Now it's just like, there is no mm -hmm. discipline. Discipline is the biggest part of being a porn star. These girls are not porn stars. They are fucking in front of a camera. That's it. That's true. We were stars. We were made to be stars and we had billboards. We had, they can't walk into an adult video store anymore and see cardboard, huge cutouts or billboards. Like I had a billboard, several of them in Australia, even in all the way on sunset and like, you know, huge fucking billboards like that. They'll never know what that is. They don't know what magazine covers are. They don't know what an 8am to an 8pm fucking call time is because yeah you would be there for 12 fucking hours on some of these movies discipline yeah they don't have any of it now they want it quick 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 and they just want to make all this money and they want the stardom and they want all this fame but you don't have the discipline to earn it so they're never going to have that and then they wonder why their careers failed like they may be a one-hit wonder they may last a year at the most but most of them last two weeks and then they realize, oh, I'm not a star in two weeks. Fuck no, you're not a star in two weeks. Took me 10 years, you know, to really make something of the industry. And now it's just kind of like they want all that we had, but there's not the foundation there anymore. Yeah. There's not companies putting hundreds of thousands of dollars into one particular actress. Like the biggest, highest... Um, budget movie I ever did was Dark Angels and it had a budget of $500,000. They will never see that. Like, they don't know. Like, I would go to Cannes, France when I went to the Cannes Film Festival. Paparazzi were taking pictures at me from across the hotel. You know, and you walk out and there's millions of cameras. Yeah, they don't... It was like being a real movie star. But they will never understand that. They want to be that. But having um, a circus act and getting, you know, whatever sort of shock value you think you're going to, it lasts five minutes on oh. the internet because then the next girl's doing it. Like they don't have the DVDs and the, the, you know, bookstore signings and the tours and that's what we had. But we also had 
big money put behind us that were making us into who we are. And it has faltered. There is something who's, when it started breaking and I started seeing the decline, that's when I was done. Mm -hmm. I, I I saw the level of talent that was coming in. There was no vetting of talent. These girls look like dirty fucking street drug addicts doing porn. And I was just like, you look like you're fucking homeless and you want to become a a star. Like I was looking around me going, this is where the industry is going. I can see this a mile away. I disappeared. I was done. I was like, I'm not associated with this because I will be associated when it was top tier talent when you were vetted. Now you're just garbage. Now you're the bottom of the barrel. It's true. You it's know? true. Because you don't see these. I'll tell yeah. you one thing. And you're not going to see these girls at a gym. You're not going to see them in an esthetician's office getting a facial, like getting the skin done. You're not going to see them with the hair. Discipline. Oh, sweetheart, I just, had, I just had all this done. Yes, I had a facial done yesterday because I was coming on here. <laughs> a full-on facial. Like, done. They don't have that discipline. None. They just look like fucking dirty rats. And I'm just like, that. why do you think that's attractive? It's not. Like, who thinks it's attractive? Because I don't do exotica. I was supposed to go this year and something happened with, like, the people bringing me in, trying to pull some shit with, oh, well, we'll have you sign all day at the table. I don't do that. I do not do all day at the table. You have me there for set hours. Case closed. Oh, right. No. You see, there yes. are girls there that will do that, but... Would you even consider going to Exotica? Because I imagine you'd clean up there. I'm going to tell you a story that this just came up. And I was like, the industry is upside down and backwards and literally can fuck off. And this is why I won't go back to mainstream porn or any part of it. I got asked to come to AVN to sign. I was like, so... Okay, I would like to know my scheduling. What materials are you having me sign? And I would like to talk to you about my day rate, my airfare, and the hotel. They were like, oh, we don't pay for any of that. We just want you at our booth. You pay for that. And I went, (laughs) I was like, oh, you're funny. I was like, "Uh, you may get these bitches to do this all day long for you. Because they're, like I said, they're trying to be the stars. But they're not getting the star yep. treatment. Motherfucker, I already paid my dues. I am a star already. I don't need to pay for myself. I've never paid for anything ever. And yeah, I have a day rate. like, And I have a set schedule. Because I'm not going to come in looking like I was doing coke all night. And fucking smell like whiskey at 10 a.m. I'm a fucking professional. I'm going to show up professional. I'm going to look good. And I'm going to interact with my fans as it should be. And these girls that are going all day for free and they're paying their own way. I'm like, what the fuck is any sense in that? It's like the upside down. Everything's upside down. I'm like, you think I'm going to show up and pay for my own shit and sign at your table on my dime? Uh, no. (laughs) How about no? So I've had other people you know, asking me to do Exotica and do all this. Same fucking thing. Here's my day, right? Where am I mm-hmm. staying? Blah, blah, blah. 
oh, by the way, my guy's coming with me because I don't travel by myself any fucking yeah. where. Are you kidding me? I've had a roadie from day mm-hmm. one. I never went and did all the dance shows and did all that without a fucking roadie or someone with me. Are you kidding me? Now these girls are just all in it to build up their prostitution. Yeah, it's true. And you, you don't need a you don't need a roadie for that or a pimp. Well, you could have a pimp, but it's just different. You know, I it's, it's so right. retarded. That's fine if they want to. If that's fine if they want to do that. That's their business. But for me, you never mixed the two. Yeah. You were either a porn star or you were a hooker, but now you're both and you're going there to build up your clientele. Well, yeah, if I had my own business that I was promoting and I had my own company, then yeah, of course I'm going to pay for it all myself. But no, you're inviting me and then telling me I have to pay. Uh, Here's something you can do. Go fuck yourself. No, like I am not one of those girls. Like I, I don't understand the whole you're paying for your own way. Like, no, 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 no. Step back. No, it is so fucked. I couldn't even fathom it. I was just like, that is the weirdest, most backward ass shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like you want me to bring in the fans so I can have a line out the door for you to say, look who I have at my booth, but you didn't pay for me to be there. Lame. Yeah. Just next. Right. Like, I don't understand I hope it. someone does the right thing yeah. by you for Exotica, because that seems like a lot of our, a lot of the people that we know that I'm actually, uh, some of them that I'm actually really cool mm-hmm. with, like Nikki Dial, she's like Tara Patrick, they're cool. They go to those. Yeah, I love Tara. They're smart. Yeah. They're nice girls. Some of them from our era, clearly, I don't really care for, because um, some people just don't fucking change from the 90s till now. They still want to be doing stupid shit, like backstabbing cunt shit. To this day, um, and uh, you know who you are. Are we not grown up? I mean, come yeah. On. Well, you know what? Like, are we not all not adults? Huh? Yeah. yeah. Not, they've never grown out of that, that whole mentality of the cattiness, the bullshit. But I mean, at least we had a sense of community. We knew who the bitches were. Yeah, it's scary. We knew we knew who the cunty bitches were. Like now, it's just like I feel like all these girls are out to fuck everybody over. They're all about themselves and they are backstabbing and lie and they do this, all this crazy shit and they're all out for themselves. There's like no sense of community. No, there's no, you know, we would go to parties and stuff. It was a big deal. Oh, like me and Tara Patrick at the same fucking party. That's a big fucking deal, you know, or, you know, Jill Kelly productions. When I used to produce and direct for her, we had our own party and Snoop Dogg and shit would come to our parties and, it was just like we had celebrities at our parties. It was a big fucking deal. And now it's just kind of like, now you want me to pay? I'm like, what? Yeah. Gone are the days. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. There's like, what happened to this world just in general to where everything is just so fucking. <clears throat> you don't even get me thumbs on that Mary. right now. Cause I, I do that every single day. I'll get up <laughs> early in the morning and I'll watch TV. Then I'll, I'll go do things and I'll come back. Then I'll watch it again. Then I'll go back and come back and, you know, watch it before I go to sleep and I get amped up. This is why I like to do my podcast like earlier in the day. If I start doing anything with politics, I can't yeah. do it at night because then I'll be amped up for hours and hours. And then I can't go back to sleep. Yes. <laughs> and I'm in the wrong part of the world right now yeah. to be doing this, but I don't really care. Now, how did you 
you got started with Peter North in the business. How did you find him or did he find you? Because I never knew what your exact story was. No. I was actually um, dancing in Upland, California. Where? And that's like my Upland, no. California. It's by Rancho Oh, it's tropical, no, tropical Lake. Oh, that place. Way definitely. Yeah, it was a, you know, dirty place, but it was, it was full nude, whatever. It was fun. Um, Selena still was featuring there. And she saw me and was like, holy fuck, you know, you need to get in the adult industry. And she hooked me up with a few contacts and I ended up doing two scenes in one day. My first one was with Peter North. <laughs> And I was like, okay, well, that was fucking so surreal. And then my second that day, um, and I'm still friends with him to this day. He shot it for Ed Powers. Is Scotty Schwartz shot my movie with Ed Powers? And Scotty and I have been best friends, still friends, twenty some years later to this very day. You know, he's on tour right now doing the whole Christmas story yeah. thing, but. Um, Cause it's like in what is it like it's 40th it anniversary is. or some it shit? Is. It's like, wow, fuck, it's crazy. Um, yeah, so I did Ed Powers and Peter North in one day. The Ed same Powers day. with the glasses, those are my and the ponytail. That Ed Powers, okay, yeah, yeah, Cl the classic fucking greased back, dirty old man look, greasy, dirty old man. But you know what? He was super fucking nice to me, he was cool as fuck, and he. And he paid well. So nowadays it's really questionable about where our meat is coming from with people like Bill Gates and everyone else screwing up our farm produce. So I decided to try my freeze-dried beef because it's the freshest beef ever at freedomfirstbeef.com. If you go to freedomfirstbeef.com, they have freeze-dried 100% organic beef and put in the code JASMINE, J-A-S-M-I-N, for 15% off. Okay. So then you met Peter North, then you decide to get to start doing, do the whole porn thing. You do the porn, the feature dancing. Oh, I was already, yeah, I was already committed. Like I, when I decided, I thought about it as a business standpoint of if I'm going to do porn, I'm going to mm -hmm. own it. I went in with the mindset of I'm going to own this shit. Like I'm just got to figure out the logistics of it. And once I did, there was no stopping me. My career was taken off. Peter's was kind of just where it was. You know, he'd been around for 500 years and um, <laughs> I mean, he was, he is who he is, yeah. a legend. And after three years, it just got real complicated in issues, but I'm in his documentary, so I can't mm -hmm. give away too much because there is a non-disclosure, but I am in that documentary that's going to be coming out soon. And it tells all of about our past and our background, but when we broke up, it was very devastating to me and um, very hurtful. And I just, you know, it took me a while to get over it. And then I ended up getting with Stefano, um, Luciano. I ended up with that hot mess. Uh, I think it was just kind of like, we, we just had a good understanding and, and it was just, a, it was just com out of comfort mostly of he understands what I do, whatever. We got married. We got married in Vegas. I really liked his parents. He had awesome parents and I think I fell in love with them. Is that, that, that's what it was. It's like, Oh, they're adorable. I love your parents. So yeah, we should get married because your parents are amazing. 
Um, and then it just, you know, the whole company and all that, it just became too stressful because it was just work 24 seven. It was work at home. It was work during the day. It was porn 24 seven. And that just became fucking exhausting. You know, I needed a break from that. So I ended up taking off and moving to New York. And that's where I lived. I was still shooting porn and producing and directing. I was down in Miami shooting because I was looking to take Platinum X. I even went to Australia uh, for six months. I was going to try to make Platinum X pictures um, worldwide. I wanted to open a branch in Australia. I already had the distribution in Australia ready to go. Like I had set that up. I was looking to open up a branch in Miami and one in New York and shoot in all those places. And no one could see the big picture. Small-minded, stuck in the valley, just going to take the easy way out, just shoot all these girls, the same houses, the same shit, day in and day out. I wanted to expand and make something special, but I was with a bunch of men that had no perspective of business on a grander scale. They just wanted easy, and I wasn't about easy. I never had been. I was like, I really wanted to dominate the adult industry and take over and have an empire. And when that empire came crumbling down because my own parents that were working at my company stole from me, my business partner stole from me. I was like, y'all can have it and shove it up your ass. I'm done. And that's when I just disappeared with what money I did have and just started a whole other life and just forgot about it for I don't know, 13 mm -hmm. years mm -hmm. before I decided to come back. And the only reason I did is my husband was like, you're hot. You still need to do this. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. But, and then I, I got a rude awakening of, oh my God, the industry is really, I knew it was turning into shit when I left it, but man, I saw some stuff on there on, on X and I was looking at stuff people were doing. I was like, Oh God, I'm just going to stick with myself because this, I might collaborate with a few girls or something like that, but it's going to be girls from cool our ones, era. You mean? Cause every, yeah. Yeah. The cool chicks. Cause everyone else is like, Holy fuck. What are they doing? Yeah. It's, it's too far out there. And it's like, they're doing it for the wrong reasons too. And I'm not, I'm not down with that. It's like there's no business sense behind it. It's like brain dead. Hi, just give me money. Let's go. There's no. I don't know. I have a big problem with that. Yeah. When there, there there's no bigger picture. When there's no vision. When there's no, you know, no end game for you. Like you're just doing it to what pass the fucking time. Like I don't get it. Well, I saw a like, scene like a few weeks ago. I was just click on something on X. And it's really weird. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Think. Whatever the fuck. I, I missed the bluebird. Um, I see this trailer yeah. park. Like it's, it's a trailer park in the back. You can see with an empty bottle of fucking Jack Daniels, right? Then just this morning, I'm clicking on someone else's thing. Do these girls live in the same trailer park doing this shit? Like, are these still are these the girls like in Hustlers Barely Legal? Because I remember in Barely Legal, you'd see. <laughs> like the suitcase pimp take a photo of the girl right you know the suitcase pimp of course yeah. Uh, yeah and then you see like the trailer park i'm like the fuck these people are in the same trailer park 
Like this is a conspiracy of some type. These trailer park people are trying to come out into porn and spread their trailer park shit. But anyway, um, <clears throat> sorry. It's trailer park hose. It's trailer park hose, and I'm just like that. That's what the industry turned into one big fucking trailer park, and that's why I was like, I I don't live in the trailer park. I'm too much of a bougie bitch. I'm sorry. Like, I'm way too bougie for this shit. I I can't do this. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, no, please stop with your trailer park porn. I that's what I'm calling it now. It's all fucking trailer that's park what, porn. That's, that's what it is. Series. It's not even porn. You're just shooting sex in a trailer that's park. That's the series right there. Trailer Park USA. And we can go like in a bus, like in a and like Beavis and Butthead around America to the trailer parks, get mullets, right? Get the mullet guys with their yes. girls and have them fuck in the trailer park, then have like a finalist of some type who's like whose trailer park is like the best or whatever. I don't know. I'm just thinking of things because I have a map. What, what trailer park has the best trashy chicks in it? Because that's where I need to trailer be right parks now. USA. We got Claudio. We'll get like Claudio involved yeah. or something. He could, he could do the. Oh yeah. He's a great actor too. I did to not do. work with him. I never worked with Ron Jeremy. Speaking of which, I know that you and I share views about a lot of these webcam models and stuff. So I knew Ron for quite some time, and this is probably the first time I'm going to say this. And then I'm going to ask you about Peter again in a bit, because something just boggled my mind with a guest who wanted to come on once. But um, with Ron, like I've been with him at the Rainbow Bar and Grill oodles of times, right? I see these gorgeous yeah. girls like throwing yeah. themselves at him, you know? Okay. I said Always. The same thing, and I yeah. traveled with him for three months. He did a stand up comedy routine before I would, would do my feature dancing. I'd be in the dressing room because we shared the dressing room area. There were girls coming in the back, paying him $20 to put his dick in their mouths and take a Polaroid. Men would literally throw their wives. Yep. Who in the fuck are these girls? Would Ginger, whatever her name is, Ginger Skankpuss? Okay, do you, do you just want to pay out because your like, days are over? And the poor guy is in a private residence. What are your thoughts on this? Oh, the first girl, sorry, that came out with this shit. Jennifer, whatever her name is. Um, she, exactly. I knew her from the 90s. She was always glomming onto him like white on rice. Now, I don't know. It appeared and people might have said that she might have been under something with drugs back then. I don't know. This is just what I heard um, from the, you know, to be legally covered under this. This is just what I heard. I don't know if it's true. But... The, he didn't. I don't think. I don't think he raped anyone. What are your thoughts on this? I don't know if he got crazy as he got older and maybe did some fucked up shit because he was just like out there mentally. But I can see why he would be out there mentally because he had women, like you said. And when I traveled with Aus to Australia with him, oh. because we used to be with the same toy company that Serenity had back in the day. Um, it was called Las Vegas mm -hmm. Novelties. And Ron and I and Serenity and um, Kylie Ireland and um, Jazz, uh, what was her name? Uh, something Lick. What was Jasmine her last Lick. name? Oh. Well, anyway, we all, yes. Uh, we all went to Australia for the company and I was with Ron day in and day out. But I also think maybe, too, he knew which girls not to fuck with. And obviously, you and I have very strong 
personalities to where we would have been like, Ron, put your dick back in your pants. Shut the fuck up. Get the fuck off. You dipshit, you know? But he would never try that. You know, he just never acted like that. But I witnessed, like you said, girls and even husbands throwing their wives on Ron to where I think he just had a warped perception of right and wrong because he constantly had women throwing themselves at him, touching his dick, pulling out his dick. He was used as a fucking Mm -hmm. meat puppet. A hundred percent. And... And I, we, I had this discussion not long ago with my husband. I said, all this stuff with Ron and this whole new generation and all this other stuff that's going on boggles my fucking mind because I had literally saw him with, we're talking girls 20, 21, 22, literally groping him, throwing their pussy in his face for Ew. pictures. And I witnessed this first fucking hand constantly wherever we went there was just a crowd of girls constantly wanting pictures and stuff with him and i was just like so i don't know if he even knew right from wrong to be honest i think he just got so jaded to the point of he did something and maybe somebody said you know no i'm not comfortable doing that but it didn't register because he's so used yeah abused I agree. You know, to the, to the point where I don't think anything clicked that if that he was doing anything wrong because he was told he wasn't doing wrong for so long. And he had women throwing themselves at him. And then now all of a sudden you got this Me Too generation that's like, so if he's grouping or grabbing or doing something, he doesn't think he's doing anything wrong because he's had women throwing themselves at him for so long. You know, he did, he doesn't know. I don't think he knew. Like if, if somebody was like saying no, that you don't mean it. You're throwing yourself at me. Like your pussy's in my face. What? What do you mean? No. You know? And I even did like, you know, those Japanese magazines that you did for a long time. And everything. Yeah. I remember that. Yes. I did that. I, I did that with him and he never once stuck his dick in me because it was just for posing. It was just posing. Yeah. He had his dick out, but he yeah. never, and I was at his house in the back room alone uh-huh. with him but he knew here he's like here's a hundred dollars took the picture and i left he's like thanks for doing it for with me thanks for taking this the stills from you know with Jack- me. it literally took five minutes oh yeah. my god it was the weirdest fucking thing he like handed me a hundred dollar bill and i literally we took like two pictures and i was like okay but that was the easiest fucking gig i ever had but i mean if he was like this hardcore rapist wouldn't he have fucking tried some shit like no i think he he was an opportunist and i think if he saw an opportunity or he was you know the situation was right and he was all about it and my thing is if you are on a porn set correct me if i'm wrong and you're on a set with ron jeremy and he's asking you to do stuff off camera like in our day that wasn't unheard of we did stuff off camera to help our partner so we could get the fucking shit done so we could go home you did if your partner was, I if my partner was struggling, I would. If my partner was struggling and it was somebody I was cool with that I liked, all right, you need a little bit extra. Uh, I don't mind, especially like you know, like someone like Julian. Like Julian's having a bad day. Oh, well, let me give you a helping hand. Yeah, just kind of like, you know, 
it's you're fine. so nice you know you're it's just nice. Like... well there was some days I was totally bitchy if especially if it was somebody I didn't want to work with or they were just being an asshole I'd be like figure figure it out yourself I'm gonna go fix my lipstick right and walk away but it just depends you know what I mean it's just like but I can see where Ron would be like I need a little help a little help trying to do a scene or something and then you're gonna turn around and cry like rape like I don't think he understood the concept of like if a girl didn't want to do something off camera and you told her no I don't think that registered with him yeah I think he was kind of just like no I, I need your help so you're going to help me because we're in this together I, he had the old school menta mentality with this new generation that's all about the me too movement and I was just like the two don't combine well at all no. And there should be a statute of limitations. Yeah, you have some girl saying Axel Rose raped her 20, like 50, 33 years ago, maybe in a hotel room. And I mean, it's got to be a statute of limitations. Because someone coming out from the 90s now, like, what, what are you talking about? You know, and there really are rape victims out there. And it really yeah. fucks it up for them, which yeah. is sad when you have a real victim. Yeah, don't, don't, don't be doing that shit when, you know, and don't be on a porn set. First off, because you're there to get fucking spread in half. Like, you're going to get fucking fucked silly on a porn set. Like, um, rule number one, you have a problem with some stranger sticking his dick in you. Maybe you shouldn't do porn. I don't know. Call me crazy. But, yeah. but you are fucking strangers when you do porn. They're not, you don't know everybody that you're working. Sometimes you shake hands. Hi, nice to meet you. It's fucking first time you're meeting him. Okay. Now you're going to stick it in my ass. All right, cool. Like if you can't handle that mentality, if you can't handle that mentally, I'm going to tell you porn is not for you. It's true. Like you're not there to fall in it's love. Just, you're not there to date. Yeah. You know, you're, I, I always like no. you because you're kind of bitchy in a good way, by the way. But I, I just think now, now yeah. I'm changing my mind. Cause you're, you're a little bit nicer to your performers than I thought, because I was always just a flat out bitch. It's like, all right, you can't get your shit together. All right, I have to do shit. I got to go do doing nails. I want to go see my cat. I want to go do shit. You know, yeah. you're going to get it together or not. <laughs> like the makeup artist had to help the guy with a hand yeah. job one day. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm helping him. I'm like, dude, just fucking go to gay porn or something. Like, just get away. Um, he didn't want to work with me after that. I have no idea why. So do you still speak to Peter North? I haven't talked to him since the day we broke Let up. Let me ask you something. Because someone wanted to come onto the show. And I was talking to her prior because something just seemed off. She was making all these allegations about him, physical abuse. I'm like, I, I'm, I don't, like, whether they're true or not, I don't want you to come on this show and say that. Because I personally like Peter as a person. I liked him, you know, as a performer. Mm -hmm. I watched the O.J. Simpson trial with him, like, the verdict that day. And he threw the remote at the screen at the um at the wall okay fine whatever uh but i don't i never saw him as a violent person is this something like did you ever experience anything like this with him i'm just curious so i've never been one to try energy drinks for too long because they're always really um, sugary they amp you up but i decided to try tiger life that's t-i-g-e-r-l-y-f-e and no it doesn't have anything to do with joe exotic tigerlife.com. They have an amazing energy drink. Um, no sugar added. It's completely clean energy. It's made here in America. 
And they have a couple of really cool flavors. Um, it actually has cane sugar in it, which is pretty good, but zero sodium. So that means you will not get bloated. This definitely amps me up. Sometimes I do it when I am... Um, when I'm about to do my live stream or if I just need a boost in the middle of the day. So Tiger Life, have some and make sure to put in the code Jasmine, J-A-S-M-I-N for free shipping. Uh-oh. You don't have to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, not, not violent tendency, but he did have a drug problem a at problem? one point. Which means Oh, okay. Yeah, that's problem. fine. I mean, well, that's not fine, but okay. Where he went to rehab and stuff, but he did have that problem, which made him extremely moody, where he would have extreme mood swings from it, but physically violent with me, never. I didn't think so. He never even, he never even got in my face and yelled at me. Nothing like that. It, our, our last time together was a little rough. Um, I thought everything was cool and everything was fine, and then he ended up flipping the script on me big time to where I was left very confused. And you have to realize I was all of 22, 20 years old. So I was very, yeah, when we were together, I was for my 22nd birthday, he took me to Hawaii. Mm Oh, so, and he was 20 years older than me. Oh, and it was, it was really weird because him and my mom were born in the same year. But he always looked good, and, and he took care of himself. He was 1956 is when he was born. But he always took care of himself. He always looked good, and he was always a gentleman. But the whole of him beating the shit out of somebody or being physically violent, I can't. I I, I don't. See, you would really have to probably push him over the edge for that to happen to where he felt like a fight-or-flight situation. As anybody would. But my thing is, if you're going to hit and act like a man, you deserve to get smacked down like a man. Totally. Because I, like, I, 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 don't, I don't agree with these bitches, like, beating up on a dude and thinking that's okay. Uh-huh. Like, if you want to fight, we'll fucking fight. But I ain't calling the cops, but we're going to fucking do this. You know, it's just, luckily, I don't have that violent um, person now. My guy's as mellow as they come, but... I just don't believe, I don't know. I'm Gen X. You're Gen X. We come from a different thing. We'll settle this in the fucking parking lot. You know what I mean? We're not going to call the cops and and be a little bitch about it. It's like, no, you fucking figure it out. We'll go fight. We'll pull hair. We'll kick each other, smack around a few times. And then, okay, we'll shake hands. We're good. Let's go have a beer. We're fucking done. Instead of all that other bullshit, which I don't understand. But, um... As in for him being a violent person, shit, he's been in, he was in porn for how many years? 35 fucking years. Did anybody ever say he was violent anytime? No. I, I don't buy I don't it. But now you make me feel like going outside to like some <laughs> local, you're like, oh no, Jasmine, don't even think about it. If anyone says, I'll say the jewel made me do it. I feel like <laughs> going outside, it's going to be happy hour in a couple of hours, right? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to wear my Good. other Trump shirt. Okay. I'm this other, I have this, I have the Trump mugshot shirt I wore. I'm going to wear the other shirt I have to the gym. Okay. I'll start pissing people off and triggering them. Someone's going to say something to me outside. Then I'm going to get into it with them. It'll be perfect. I'll be all <laughs> pumped up on creatine. 
energy drinks, fat burners, then I will go for it. Even at a hundred pounds, I will fuck you up because I'm a psychotic wild beast. I am in the wild. Now I'm in the wild. See, this is what it takes. Yes. Um, That's because our generation, Gen X, we don't give a fuck. We settle shit in the parking lot. You want to open your mouth? Fuck you. Open your mouth. Now I'm going to close it. We're going to end up with some marks on us. But at the end of the day, fucking we got it over with. And we don't need to get the cops involved and act like a little bitch and Everybody wants to be a keyboard warrior and they want to talk some mad shit. And you get, I'm the type that I will show up at your house, knock on your door and be like, what? Get out behind, from behind your fucking keyboard. You got something to say. Let's go fucking do this. Let's talk about this. And I fucking dare you to smack me because I'm going to beat the living shit out of you. All five foot two of me. I don't give a fuck. Like, it's just like, I will turn into the biggest spider monkey you ever saw in your life. But I used to do amateur kickboxing and i had like eight sanctioned fights before i even did porn so i still yeah i did that and i was a semi-professional gymnast my entire childhood so i have the athleticism in the background i was just like so my problem is you can be six foot fucking four talking shit and i'm gonna bust you in the mouth i'll give a fuck and it's like what (laughs) you know and then I'm going to get my ass handed to me, but mentally I'm fucking the craziest person here. Like I went into the woods one day and I remember someone going, aren't you scared to be out here? And I was like, I'm the scariest fucking thing in these woods. Are you kidding me? And they just looked at me like, okay, now I'm terrified of you. It's like, that's just my mentality. That's how I'm wired. I don't have that fear. I guess it's, our generation, we don't have that fear because it was fight or flight. And you had survival of the fucking fittest is what it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, am I wrong? Am I right? I mean, it really was. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You know, and it's very, it's an old school way. You know, we look at things in a very old school way. I was at a wrestling convention at a signing and this woke fucking bitch who shouldn't have even been there. Like, I swear to God, I don't know if her belly hung to the ground or like a couple oh. of inches above. It's like, why the fuck are you here? She just, she didn't even have her makeup or hair done. She said something stupid to one of my fans. She didn't even sell any photos all weekend. She said something dumb to one of my fans. I turned to her. I said, let me tell you something. I'm like a whore, okay? Like, in, like just think the 90s. You think of the hookers then. You fuck with my money and we're not good. Do not do right. that again. Because now I'm getting pissed off. She right. just like, she didn't come back the next day. I don't know why. But she just <laughs> didn't. Just Because <laughs> they think they're going to intimidate us. Like, we're going to be scared of them. Yeah. And it's like. I'm not. You don't fuck you don't fuck with Gen X. We're not scared. We're mean as shit. And we have mouth on us too. We have the mouth that will just spit pure venom when we're mad. And it doesn't stop. We will cut you down and make you feel like this big. Like you're some fucking woke millennial. Congratulations. I'm going to wipe my ass with you now. Are you done? Cause I promise you, I am fucking way crazier than you could ever comprehend. Like, once the crazy eyes come on, forget it. Like, step the fuck back, because I don't know what's going to happen, but I can guarantee you one of us is going to be knocked the fuck out, and it's probably not going to be me, because I'm very quick, because I'm small, so I'm going to move, but I'm going to smack you in the mouth, because I don't care. And then I'm going to go to jail, catch a charge, and be like, fuck, here we go again. And I say again, yes, again, catch a charge. 
they're not going to trust me they don't do this they don't do it nowadays at least not here uh i gotta ask you this how bee beekeeping like how did you even get into that that's such a weird profession for someone in general it, it, it is and there's not very many um commercial beekeepers there's a lot of hobbyists that oh i mm -hmm. have bees well congratulations i have 1200 <laughs> fucking colonies some people have 35,000 colonies that are commercial, but we're commercial, right. but on the smaller scale. But my husband's second generation. Okay. He's been born and bred into it. And then he was like, you want to beekeep? And I was like, I'm not allergic to bees and I'm sure shit not afraid of them. So I was like, okay. And so I just started doing it and he taught me everything. And I did it for, I've been doing it now for a few years. And it's, it's a lot of hard hard work and discipline. Again, the next generation, I think we're fucked with keeping the bees alive because yeah. they don't have the discipline to fucking do it because, you know, it's a hundred degree weather and you're wearing a fucking suit and you're dealing with know. shit that wants to kill you. So it's this yeah. kind of like, I'm just like, I, I have to just tell myself I'm meaner than all these bitches in this hive. That's it. Like, I'm the meaner one here. You're trying to kill me, but I'm meaner than you. So I'm going to take your shit. You're going to deal with it. I'm taking your honey and you can fuck off. Like at the end of the day, it's livelihood. That's good. Told, Are you afraid I, someone, yeah. do you think someone might recognize you on your OnlyFans from beekeeping? Um, I don't care. I, I can't like say that. I don't care. I get, I mean, if they know who I am, then what the fuck? Like, who are you to fucking say shit to me if you know who I am, you know? Like, I'm American. We fucking eat hamburgers. We watch porn. We fucking drink beer. And we have foul mouths. You know, I am a fucking American. I don't give a shit. Um... I have a weird job. I've always had a weird job. I think that's the only thing I know is weird. I went porn to beekeeping. Like, yeah, that's, I worked at a zoo too for a little bit as I did commissary at a zoo. Oh. I had to learn, I went to school and had to learn all the diets of all these exotic animals and did all this shit forever. And I was just like, what was I thinking? Like that's, working in a zoo is fucking no joke. It's the most disgusting shit you've ever seen in your life. And I, I don't have any pets in my house, and I never will after working at a zoo. I was like, fuck, no. Talk about stuff that wants to kill you? Yeah. Mm -mm. So I did that. Like, I've always had these weird fucking jobs. They just kind of, I don't know, transpire that way. I've never had a normal job, ever. But I don't, I don't want to be, you know, in some cubicle somewhere. I couldn't oh. be because I'd get recognized and someone would be like, oh, cubicle number five is a whore. <laughs> be like, how do you know that? Jerking off to me in the bathroom on company time? Hey, fuck you. But yeah, it's just, it's just one I'm of those things. Up. Yeah, I, I don't get it. But you're very interesting. I didn't know about the whole zoo and now the beekeeping was just a whole other, like that took me for a spin. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's weird. There's not very many uh, beekeepers left, and I and I fear, you know, for the world because it's such hard fucking labor. 
like it's it's very hard labor like you're sweating your ass off and you're lifting and you're getting stung and you hurts and everything that you could fucking think of like the worst day of your life that's what beekeeping is but it takes discipline again you've got to be disciplined because you know what you're getting into this next generation they don't have fucking discipline they they want everybody to wipe their ass for them it's just like no i'm good not wiping your ass but so yeah i mean it's it's brutal but i will tell you it's harder than any porn i've ever done there's no similarity between beekeeping and doing adult films. And it's interesting because the person that did ask me about you just the other day is a millennial who grew up, who watched 90s um, era adult films. And, you know, I think he still watches it, but he moved out of Orange County to Texas, if that tells you anything about his stance yeah. on the world, uh, which is smart. But that's... Uh, I can't it's, believe you're still in California. Oh, because of all the drag queen story hours and shit? Yeah. You know, they tried to, it just, it really boggles my mind. This just came up in my, I don't know why, I think I subscribed to Rebel News and I just got an alert. You know, there's a fucking 50-year-old man in a school who he identifies as a 13-year-old child, as a 13-year-old girl, and he's changing in the same dressing room with 13-year-old girls and he's swimming with them. So I think like the best part of this was the news, the news reporter who broke the story was calling the police from the school because this guy transitioned after puberty and he didn't want to dress in the gender-neutral bathroom. It's like, how blatant is it? Now, you try that back in, like, the 90s or the 80s, you'd have your fucking ass kicked. Curb stopped. Yeah. Curb stopped. For real. I couldn't believe this. Like a 50-year-old man, you identify as a 13-year-old girl. Not a 13-year-old boy, which is more acceptable. Because we know all, men it's are so illegal. Why are, it's illegal. You're not of student age. Why are you in fucking class with children? And it's what kind question. of fucking... What drag queens want to perform for children? I've been to drag shows because back in the 90s, they were like a yeah. thing. And in the late 2000s, it was fun. And they were comedians and I can't imagine, like, back in the day, Shishi LaRue going to a fucking school reading a book. That would never fucking happen. Okay? I what the hell has gone on? But my, my question is, is what... The drag queens I know, they didn't want nothing to do with children. They were all about adult humor. Right. And, and I just have to ask, what drag queens are out there that want to perform for children? What is your motive behind that? Pedophiles. Pedophiles yeah, like, like kids. You're not hiding drag behind a fucking thrift store dress and your fucking $2, you know, dollar general fucking makeup and you're calling yourself a, you know, transgender whatever. No, because all the trans performers I knew took fucking pride in their shit. Yeah. They didn't. You know what I mean? It was a big production. This shit that's going on, like, who, why Why do you want children as an audience? I sure as shit don't want children as a fucking audience. <laughs> no. you know? But you kind of have them. You do have them already because these men are, some of them are so immature, like, emotionally. So in a way, you have kids as an audience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that, they've all been like that. They. I mean, that's just in general. I mean, they're yes. 40... 10 year old, 40 year old men, you know, they're, they're 50 going on, you know, maybe 13, whatever. 
but they're out there and they're loyal fans to boot. You know, I think we've had the most diehard fans because everyone remembers something special about each girl from that era. Right. Guys, always bring you up because of your name and your exotic looks. What's your ethnic background? Oh my God, I'm so mixed. Um, I'm Spanish, Sicilian, Native American, and Welsh. And also there's uh, some, with the Sicilian, there's the mixed with Pakistani and um African because the Sicilians are very mixed, but we did the DNA, whatever bullshit. I will never send my DNA into one of those things. I just know my family history because I'm like, government's not getting my DNA. What the fuck are y'all doing with that shit? Um, no, but so like a little bit of Arabic mixing with the Sicilian and so on, but just a mutt, just a fucking American mutt. It was tough back in that era, I think, because we, it wasn't tough for us, but I just thought at that time, there were so many blondes, you know, everyone yeah. was blonde haired, blue eyed, quadruple D boobs, and right. it just seemed like the generic thing. So I thought it was the perfect era for dark exotic women to be in adult right. films and be in magazines. That's why you stood out clearly. Do you have right. one of your... What's one of your best memories you would say? And I know you're going to have a few, but what is what would you say is your best memory of the golden age of porn in that 90s era? I'm going to tell you when I won my best girl girl sex scene with Sydney Steele <laughs> because we were both dark hair, dark eyed. When I gave my acceptance speech, I was like, look at this two brunettes who actually won best girl girl scene in a sea of blondes. That was my speech. And they just saw everybody, they saw everybody's kind of go, she did not just say that. I was like, congratulations, Avian, for picking out two brunettes to fucking win this shit because it, it didn't happen. I mean, let's be honest. It's like blonde, 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 big tits. Everybody wanted to be Jenna Jameson. Everybody wanted to look like Jenna. And then here I come in mixing shit up, looking completely ethnic and fucking sassy with a mouth. Um, yeah. <laughs> not someone else I knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just being total bitchy. And I went up there and gave that speech. And I just kind of remember hearing the audience kind of go, because <gasps> I was like, oh, look, two brunettes actually won at AVN in a sea of fucking blondes. It's amazing. So, from that, like you said, from that area, that sticks with me and it always has because I just thought it was funny. Everybody was just like, that's so shocking. I can't believe she said that. Like, oh, just hold my beer. I've got a lot more. And you think that's fucking shocking as I'm being um, presented with my award from two blondes. And they're just <laughs> kind of like, they're just, just kind of like looking at me on, I think it was Nicole Sheridan and somebody else. I don't remember. And, um, who? <laughs> Yeah, and then Alec Metro, and he was all fucking Twitter-pated, too. He was just, like, had glasses on. He was just, like, all fucking fucked up. on. That fucking and... idiot? Whoa, Alec Metro? Yeah. He presented my award, too. Oh, God. What a... Yeah. It's, like, all over the place. That's another yeah. moron. Like, that's someone I don't really speak to or had anything to really say anything to ever at any time. And what would... I Just with Paul Fishbein, he was always a little punk-ass bitch. I got on the Gary Shandling show, Gary yeah. Sanders, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. at that point, I don't know who I was signed to, um, if it was Metro or Extreme, but there said, okay, so now she deserves a cover. He's like, oh, 
of all the people to get on the show, of course it would have to be her. It's like you little punk ass bitch. You know, you short little bitch. The only reason anyone paid attention to him is because he had money and he had a magazine and a porn company. I think he owned Vivid or had something to do with it. That's the only reason he got someone like Ginger Lynn. That's for sure. I mean, yeah. what a little pissant bitch. And when they gave me, they inducted me into the Hall of Fame, it's a little plastic plaque. I just wanted to like hit someone in the head with it. Not that I'm going to, okay, for the sake of this like legal issues. I would never hit anyone with it literally. Yeah, who am I kidding? Um, but it's just this piece <laughs> of thing. And like I'm speaking to Claudio a couple of months ago on he came out of the show. Oh no, it's an actual trophy. I'm like, what do you mean it's an actual trophy? No, it's a real trophy. I'm like, what the fuck? So I got shortchanged on that. Um I wasn't exactly everyone's favorite um in that respect on the industry side. I kind of feel like I almost felt like I identified with Tanya Harding at times, but I don't care. <laughs> I really don't give I, a fuck. I, I didn't wear anyone's kneecaps, huh? I have a story in the 90s, and I don't know if you remember this, but you and I were on the phone one day, and I don't know what happened. Uh, I think Stefano and I had just broken up, or me and Al broke up. I don't know. Something happened, and I was like, I'm, it's like, let's get a hold of Avian. Let's fuck with him. You and I did this. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> we said that we were giving up men and that we were getting married, that we were going to be together. That. And you never had been with a woman. And so, and they fucking ran the story in the magazine. And they had a picture like Jill Denial and Jasmine St. Clair swearing off men and they're getting married. And I was dying. I was like, who the fuck believed that and actually ran with it and put it in the magazine? I was just like, holy shit. Like, we were just like doing it. I don't know. We, we thought it was funny. We did it as a joke and we were talking some mad shit and then they fucking published that. And I remember people calling me, I would, you're a Jasmine. She doesn't even like chicks. She doesn't teach it. What the fuck? And I was like, well, she does now, motherfucker. You know, click. Yeah. You got a problem, babe. She's with me. Click. Yeah. You talk. I don't know who talked us. You talk. You just came up with this. I went with it. I'm like, sure, whatever. I remember this clearly because not too long ago, once again, a few months ago, some guy like messaged me oh weren't you married to, J to jewel denial where didn't you have like a lesbian marriage i'm like yeah sure okay whatever yes so yes, there's we no did. The of course we did. yeah and i was like we've never even fucking been on the same set together we saw each other no. in the la exotica was in new jersey we saw each yes. other at rob rob black's fucking place when he had that in the valley like you we were that never yes <laughs> We were never on the, on the same set, but we were in the same circle. You know what I mean? Like, we were in the same circle. And then when all that happened, I was dying. I think it's when Al and I broke up, or Peter North. And you and I were talking, and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to come out with this outlandish story that I'm done with men and I'm marrying you. And you're See, like, but at least I was cool enough to be, like, a suitor. Unlike, I, I'm sure some guys would, I, I'm sure you, if a lot of you wish you were in that position then and now, but it's, um, everyone's kind of too late to the party. Uh, that's <laughs> funny you mentioned that. That is the funniest shit ever. I forgot about that. I, I, I mean, someone brought it up once, but I've totally, you came to me with the idea. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. I didn't think right. anyone was going to put anything, guys, just for the record on this. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's a funny time. And they printed like a picture of you and I at some 
show or whatever, some award show, yeah. or whatever. There's not going to be like a picture of you and I like standing together, and we're just like all staffing. And it's like in it was in AVN, and I was like, all right, you you know, you're at the top tier of your game when they want tabloid shit on you. Right. Like, that's another thing that this generation will never know. Like, you don't have fucking tabloid fucking shit headlines in, in a magazine because you're not, you're not important enough. Like, you're not cool. You, yeah. You're not the cool, you're not part of the cool crowd. You're not Gen X. Fuck off. Um, we could say or do anything and it's going to be fucking headline news. That's the difference between now and then. We could be complete yeah. bullshit. You're just going to run with it because they want to because it's something interesting and fun to you know talk about to bullshit about we were like tabloid stuff anything i did was fucking tabloid news like i could fucking fart and they're gonna write about it it's like oh okay <laughs> you have to be a shit show to get into tabloids now from that era like i was asked once to participate in life after porn and they interviewed me but i just wasn't the mm. proper i wasn't the train wreck that they really wanted yeah that's why i wasn't right either because i yeah. didn't regret my career they were right but they don't want to that. right i didn't regret my career i loved my career i owned up to my career i respected my career i got to see the world because of my career and i met some of the coolest people i'm still friends with to this day they didn't want that i was a fucking eh next you're not a candidate for the show well they asked me again to do it but then i'm like yeah no i don't i just i don't want to that's not the right narrative for me i think or someone like yourself because you have all this right. other cool stuff going with your only fans and what's your only fans again it's only com forward slash jewel underscore and then denial one word because you are so not in denial about things. Um, and it's true. So one night, I'm going to have to have you hop on my live stream with me. I think we'll have a lot of fun. And guys, will they'll, they're going to interact. But I think I just would strictly want to hear the remarks out of your mouth. Because I learn new <laughs> things from you all the time. I will probably use some of those things. Now you've amped me up to go out there and say, let's take it in the parking lot, motherfucker. You want to go, bitch? Yeah. Let's go. Andrew's like, no, please don't. The producer's like, like, please don't, don't encourage her. I'm like, yeah, we're kind of from the same generation. We can't really stop our mouth, and our mouth gets us in trouble, but whatever. They're either Dude, a pussy or not. They fucking stink. And, like, here's what I did find out about this, like, a lot of things in the industry now. They don't test. So there's always an outbreak of some kind of crap, which is probably why a lot of these girls just smell bad when you go around them. Not all, but, like, a lot of them. It's because they're not testing for anything. Then there's always an outbreak of freaking chlamydia. And that's the difference, guys, when you wonder what one of the biggest differences are between then and now. And the girls now, they don't, they, they, I can guarantee you they're not in the gym. I can put money on it. They are not See, in the gym. Yeah. Uh-uh. I was super bitchy about that, though. Like, I, if you came to my set and your test expired in a day, I wouldn't work with you. Um. That's one thing I was super, I fucking sent people home and be like, I'm not, I'm not working with you. Sorry. Like everybody knew, but I kind of called my own shots after the first year of my career. Um, mm -hmm. And I was allowed to call my own shots and I was super fucking particular. I picked who I worked with. I picked, you know, but if you showed up to my set and you had a test that was going to expire the next day, I'd be like, you know, I don't work unless you have a fresh test. 
because that was very, very important. I think I got gonorrhea once and chlamydia twice in my entire fucking career. And it was all times, you know, ex-husband pretty much related. Um, that makes Stefano. sense. Stefano. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking yeah. the same thing. Fucking Stefano, yeah. man. What is it with him? I mean, yeah. I think guys show symptoms not as quick as girls. So get it, not know it. And we're married. So that shit, you know, was half, it just happened. I mean, it wasn't his fault. It's, it's the fucking business, you know, it happened. But for me, I was very much a stickler with testing. And I remember when we were first dating and we had shot a scene together and we were new and, and he was terrified to tell me. And he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, but I tested positive for chlamydia. And I was like, okay, so this is my first time ever catching it. And I remember him going like, I'll take you to the clinic. I was like, okay, went to the clinic. They gave us pills, which I was allergic to. So I vomited them right then and there. I was like, what? Had to go back to the clinic. And then they gave me a shot in the ass. Ouch. And I was like, yeah, I was like, okay, okay, we're good. I was like, all right, you need to be a little bit more particular and check tests and be a little bit more careful. But yeah, it, I was very, very fortunate, um, but I, I was also very particular and a stickler for fresh tests. That was just my thing. And thank God, but now that you're saying that about these girls, like, do they even have douche on sets anymore? Do these women even have douche on oh, sets wow. anymore? Like, I, I assume they, not. Do they, do they even know what that is? I mean, I don't know. We had nail. I don't have my nails done because of beekeeping. My toes are fucking done. My I face is my nice. Done. My hair is always done. You know what I mean? Like, you take pride in how you fucking look. And that's what I noticed, too, when I was leaving the industry, is girls were coming in. First thing I noticed is their nails were fucked. They had, like, yep. chipped polish or no nail, you know, just, like, fucking dirty. And I would look at their toes and be like, holy shit. Are you going to snatch something out of the lake and eat it later? Because your toenails are fucking hideous. Uh, step the fuck back with that. And I would look at their wardrobe and be like, they haven't washed anything. Yeah. Like, I'm looking like, and that's when I was like done directing. When the girls are pulling out dirty fucking shit and I'm just sitting there going, you didn't do your, your nails or you didn't take a bath and you smell like you've been partying all night. Like, and you show up to my set that I'm directing and you expect me to be okay with this. Like that's when I just looked at Claudio because he was um, my editor. And I was like, just clean, just clean this up the best you fucking can. And that's when I was done. Yeah. That was the last time I, shot. I was done. I was like, this is where my career stops. I'm, I'm done with this shit. I'm, I can't do this. These girls look like fucking they just stepped off the bus from the trailer park and they're dirty as fuck and they want all this money and they, you know, want to be something, but they don't know the etiquette. They don't have any class. They're fucking trash. I'm not doing this. Yeah. I think that's a great time to, uh, that'd be a great time to step out of it, but I am grateful for your time today. Thank I want to continue this on a live stream one night. It'll get, it gets a little wild sometimes. I'm going to just warn you. Uh, not too wild, but just it's getting there or it's getting wilder. We had a few hiccups yeah. the first time. 
of the live stream. So maybe in sometime in January, but I do want you to stay in touch with me. Um, oh, yeah. Keep this whole sure. momentum going because it's definitely a very rare thing. But uh, do you have any messages to your fans? Um, I love my fans. I think our generation has the best fucking fan base in the world because they're still loyal to us after mm -hmm. all this time. But we treat them good. But also, if they step out of line, we do bitch slap them a little bit. But um, my fans, they, they know what they're getting into when they're my fan. So I don't have that. Do you ever have that issue where they step or they cross the line and they just act like total fucking fools? Because I think my fans pretty much know, like, I don't tolerate that and I'm not going to enable that kind of behavior. You, like you can just straight go fuck off. You're not a, you're not a real fan of me if you're going to act like that because my real fans know the, the deal. But I had, I, yeah, I was going to, they don't. And I was going to say, cause they treat me with so much respect and love. I mean, 20 years later, I was, I was afraid, you know, or 13 years later, I was afraid to come back and, and I didn't think I had any fans left. I didn't think anybody was even going to know who I was. Yeah. You know, I've been out of the loop for so long. And then they just embraced me and they were like, we've missed you. We've loved you. We've been wondering what happened to you. And they were so gracious and so classy and so sweet and open arms with me that I, I couldn't ask for a better fucking fan base. I, I truly, truly, truly honor them. And I think that's another thing that's lost is these girls treat people like shit. Um, you have to honor your fans because they're the reason you are who you are without them you ain't shit period yep so. that is the truth and they are diehard and we're very grateful for all of you who've you know come back mm -hmm. to see jewel to come back to see me and remember like what it really means to be in that golden era and how we've yeah. you know appreciated you guys and girls i don't we're know we're a dying breed we are a dying breed. There's only so much of us left. There's so many of us have either really physically fucking died. I'm finding out or, um, that have just moved on and, and aren't around. There's only a handful of us left. And I feel like we are the, the last of the great ones. We really are. That's going to stand the test of time when we're long gone. They'll still be talking about us. Because yep. there's no one else to there's no one else to talk about anymore. No one's even worthy to even talk about. Jasmine St. Clair will be worthy a hundred years from now. Thank you.